Slide right to my side. I know she pulled up with her friends. Then okay, we skirt off in the bands. Oh, took her back to my crib. And I regret it. Cause she trying to feel like she asleep. Uh, so she tried to stay the whole week. I'm like, oh, nah, she gotta go. Uh, ask me her name, I swear I don't even fucking know. They wanna know why the girl, them, they on me. Them, I ain't green, them, I ain't just shit on me. They wanna know why them love him off so much. Like, what is the reason? Uh, mm, it's just the vibe, I'm that guy. She put her legs in the sky whenever I pull up. She got her clothes off from the walk. Welcome, welcome. This is the Simply King Podcast. This is your boy Rodney Perry King himself. And you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans simply being humans. And today is another special episode with another great, great guest. And um, somebody who not only has been listening to the pod, contributing to the pod, jumping on the lives, contributing to those. But, uh, you know, I love any, any, any bold listener who knows that they are qualified to contribute to the platform and i welcome all of you if you feel like that is you slide on them dms she wasn't scared too and i'm gonna and really really enjoy this overall conversation and so glad that you all can be in on this you feel me so get in on some of this all right you know what i i one thing i didn't ask you is because I, I like i like the way you spell your uh how you abbreviate your name because I don't, I don't never see it with a y you know but yeah. I have with me today, Bree. I don't know if you even go by your whole name. I don't, don't want to give you out your, uh, your governments. It's funny that you even say that. I was writing one of my e-courses today, and I was like, should I put it with just the B-R-Y? Should I put my whole freaking government name? But Bree is fine. And I and I put it with a Y because in Spanish, a Y is called Y. Mm. So it's more like a E. Then a Y, so it's Bree. You get it? I get it. I get it. I have with me here today. I have Bree, who is a creator, model, mother, uh, business owner, uh, writer, and so many different slashes and things. And um, and 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 I think definitely, I think what I like about you the most is the fact that you wanted to talk about a myriad of things. And that's the type, that's my type of shit. You feel me? I like to, I like to talk about a lot of shit anyway. And it's like, look, I could talk about this list of things if you would like. <laughs> um, and I fuck with that. Um, but let's, let's uh, first start with the Twitter check in. Okay. Let me get, I'm going to get my sound together. You know what I'm saying? Cause I do got a, I do got a tone for that. I believe. Where's my tone for, for, for my Twitter check-in? Did I take it off? Yeah, I took it off. I, I added it in post. But the Twitter check-in, Twitter check-in for today is about something that all y'all know about, something that you all have seen on your timelines. Um, it's been pretty much a consistent, it's had a consistent presence throughout the pandemic. And if anything, had the biggest boom within the pandemic, creating thousands and thousands of new entrepreneurs or new or new side hustlers <laughs> of, uh, of all walks of life. Folks with hella, hella influence, folks who are newly gaining influence. And it's funny, but we're talking about OnlyFans, people. OnlyFans themselves, the company, essentially put out something um, a few weeks ago saying that they are going to 
exclude explicit content on their sites. I think they made it somewhat clear that they can, they you could still put put nudity, but nothing that was explicitly, you know, just can't have sex being shown on this site, all that type of stuff. So, but then they they brought back a retraction. The internet blew up. It went viral. So much communication and conversation about this in exchange and opinions that are seemingly uh, pretty polarized. And I've seen people sitting there like, yeah, cool, it's good. You know, folks kind of being okay as for, like, y'all should have known it was going to happen, versus folks like, damn, how could y'all fuck the, you know, the church's money up? You know what I'm saying? I can't believe y'all going to fuck up a good thing. A lot of people was making a lot of bread. What I want to ask you, Brie, is did you see these things on your feed? Because, you know, everybody's feed is different. And what did you feel? What do you feel about this, uh, this kind of, I guess, kind of, the, the new corporatizing of sex work, which essentially is what OnlyFans became, and then them kind of flexing their power. And for me, I still think I still don't think everybody should feel safe. If you're a sex worker and you use OnlyFans for the majority of your content, I don't think you should feel safe with things like this. But that's just my opinion. But let me hear yours first. I feel that. I feel my cousin actually told me, and then I had seen a post about it, just because I've been slowly unfollowing certain shit off my feed because I really don't give a fuck. But um, when it comes to them and like OnlyFans incorporating more and different types of content, I know people and I know users and like uh, gurus and stuff like that who've been doing that anyways. So I'm not really like, I'm not against it. And again, I feel like that might be a good thing that people don't have access to that type of sex work because I've seen this post recently where it was like this 13 year old boy or something and he wanted to he was like suicidal and he got bullied because his mom you know she was widespread on freaking OnlyFans the content was there I feel like um that type of stuff when you look at it in that way it could be problematic and the mom just didn't give a fuck but she's like I'm making money um I don't see nothing wrong with it, though. I think that it's a good thing uh, simply because, again, I know people are saying you can go to Pornhub and doing that stuff, but it's not even the same. So I actually feel bad for some people who have used OnlyFans to be dependent on strictly like their sex work, because now, yes, it's going to require you to do some some other stuff and some other work because Pornhub, you don't get the exact cash flow like only fans when you get direct direct cash flow um yeah i feel bad for people who didn't invest i feel like again if you made i know people who made like 10k in three months if you made 10k in three months and you were dumb enough to not invest in something where you're it doesn't matter if you do only fans or not because i feel like again only fans wasn't supposed to be for a permanent job it's just you know to get get a, get a little something something and invest with that. I feel like that's the same with stripping. You don't, I feel like you don't actually supposed to make a freaking career out of it. It's supposed to be something where you can build your way up to something. Cause again, people um, was balling out. They was paying like 1000 for their rent and then they were doing OnlyFans and they're paying 3000 for their rent and they got a new car. They got new car notes. They got a buildup of new, of new shit and they can't pay for it. So it's just like, you weren't really being smart with your money. And I feel like, again, people don't know and people aren't really taught how to use their money. So when they use it, it's in a more so, um, what's the word, like a careless way. Mm. Now it's a point where people are still going to be freaking broke because it's like, okay, you're trying to flex, you got all that money, 
blah, 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 blah. But now you have a $3,000, $4,000 bill (laughs) plus your car bill. Yeah. Plus all the other shit you have to um, uphold. And like, what are you going to do now? That's going to require people to use your brain. I think that's an interesting point because um, I do believe that the biggest thing to me and from my personal opinion, because I think it was a great opportunity if you, this is something that you did either pivot into or was already doing stuff like this and this kind of gave even more of a platform for the type of things that you did. I do think it's interesting. The biggest thing that I noticed about it is how many people who weren't even sex workers who became sex workers in this particular time. You know, it wasn't even like, because I think there's always the uh, stigma that you became a sex worker because that was the only option that you felt like you had at the time. When it felt like uh, a lot of the conversations, and not even and seriously and in a, from a jovial context, it was like, shit, I might, shit, motherfuckers making money like this, I might start an OnlyFans. Why they literally have a whole, you know, full-time job somewhere? And they might, he was like, shit, if they just showing feet, let me just get up here and just show some of my feet and get this little, little money real quick. I think, um, and I feel like anybody listening can really take this no matter what the industry that you do, no matter what the type of jobs that you do. If you go to, if you align yourself with any type of corporation, you are putting your destiny in their hands, especially if your whole business model is kind of built on um, their success, their branding, their infrastructure, all those things. So with OnlyFans and all of these kind of offshoots that have started to pop up to be alternatives for people uh, for OnlyFans, they all have shown their pros and cons and they're essentially showing to be worse and similar to OnlyFans in a lot of ways in terms of how long it takes for you to get your money, how long, you know, all these different things when it's really just like with musicians, um, just like with musical artists, you want to be direct with your consumers. If you know you can if there's a way that you can create pathways, have your own site do put in the put in the money and put in that investment to, you know, get on these servers and create your own things so that you can control how your money is getting to you. It's how, who you who you are connecting payroll with. And it's on you and your efforts on pushing your content. And because at the end of the day, even if even though you're on OnlyFans, for you to work OnlyFans and make the most from it, you still got to be a marketer. You still got to like, you know what I'm saying? You still got to put the pussy on, on live for a thousand dollars to <laughs> to get that draw you know no matter what level of um influence you may have online and how many followers you have i think it's interesting that they did kind of pull back and retract though um because i think thinking about i think everybody used to, was quoting tumblr i don't know if you was like heavy on tumblr at any point in time especially especially with the uh when they were gladly allowing you know explicit content on there but like how they tumblr do you, they still do <laughs> Somebody sent me a picture of somebody's coochie. I'm like, he's still allowed this. See, but see, that's the... But you know what? I think that's the interesting thing about the internet. Like, what is it about, you know, the announcing of a thing and then them them quietly still doing it? You know what I'm saying? Like, that feels so strange because they definitely were like, yeah, added me like, hey, this the last day is going to be some, some, some motherfucking butt on Tumblr, some sexy shit on Tumblr. Like, you might have to you, get it while you can. It's gonna be gone soon, um, and even even Twitter. Twitter has had like a back and forth kind of uh, policing, as if they're gonna continuously just strip things off, and it feels like they are really lax about it. It's pages that last <laughs> for so long, Wild. and they'll go on forever. Yeah. 
and they may be gone. It may go away, but you know, it is what it is. But let's get into everything. Twitter is no joke. Yeah, I love I love Twitter, but let's get let's get into more of who you are first before we dive into this conversation because I want to you know frame this overall context of this conversation because I think that you know one of the things that you had spoke to me about in our pre-interview that was so interesting was just, you know, your own ideals and your own opinions about just femininity and about um, how women show up online and and, and, and just how we communicate on, um, in, in these virtual spaces, but also in, in, you know, in real life, which I think nowadays it's almost starting to kind of mold together. I feel like there's weird shit that happens online that people are trying to bring into reality and there's, you know, things that should only be in real life that people are bringing online almost, you know, like like real life from a standpoint of like this could just be a private conversation between me and you right now. And like I'm making it constructive. I'm making it into content for a thing. But what if we really got deep? What if we were really getting personal about something? It's like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't share this fully. You know what I'm saying? Maybe this isn't how we want to frame this, because what's the message? The message feels like everybody's in on a private conversation instead of one they can actually benefit from. It's like, oh, they kind of giving us a lot of their business. But a lot of people have literally started to make millions of dollars from it. Like, the idea of even social media couples blows my fucking mind sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, they literally treat everything like a business now. And they be having kids and shit. Like, it'd be crazy as hell to me. But let's talk about who you are. And I want to talk, I want to know... What is it about you that even got you interested into these particular ideals and what frame the frameworks of you, you know, on how you wanted to present, how you wanted to create in these particular virtual spaces? Let's talk about Bree. Oh, starting with my educational um, background, I am a double major in health science and biomedics. I dropped the nursing program because the shit wasn't for me. So biomedics is more along the lines and it goes hand in hand with my holistic healing journey, wound healing journey that um, I'm going to be diving into the next couple of years and probably forever for the rest of my life. Um, I have one son. I had a water birth. I took him out of my coochie myself. Hey. Um, we had him in a bathtub. Yeah. Had him in a bathtub. 20 hour labor. Um, everything went well, everything went good. So I am going to currently be doing a lot of doula work, post-pregnancy work, a lot of miscarriage doula work, abortion doula work, um, taking in on different like herbal abortion options and alternatives for people and doing ceremonies, providing ceremonies for that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like, again, that is an epidemic. I haven't had an abortion or a miscarriage before, yeah. but I would like to work with one day women who have experienced that and yeah. kind of make a big, like a big tree and then have different branches mm. to film and go off. Um, I got my chef license. Uh, I got my CNA license. You know, I graduated high school in Ecuador, so... Generally, they have like how women are in South America and how they carry themselves is kind of different from America. So certain stuff that I seen over there versus when I came back to America at 18 to meet my biological father, it was like kind of a brain fuck. 
Um, but we can talk about that later. But anyways, basically, um, currently I'm more so again, diving deep into my sensuality because Mm. even growing up that had to be suppressed. I was raised in a very religious, very religious background, like starting off in Christianity, converting into Hebrew Israelite. And that's very strict because you can't eat certain stuff. You're supposed to be, you know, modest, which is nothing I really ever liked because I liked my body. So I never, um, I never was interested in really covering it. That makes sense. It does. And then when I, when I go deep into it, different people come from different blood lineages, different blood lineages come from different tribes, different tribes have different, uh, traditions that, that is still like embedded in our, in our, in our, how we behave, how we act, how we carry ourselves. Um, what else can I say? That's basically it. Um, kind of thing. Yeah, I wanted to start also diving deep into like the art modeling where people, I like contemporary art. I, and I like being butt-ass naked. So <laughs> to be able to be butt-ass naked and have people draw me in like a, in like a, not even a sexual way, because I felt like I've always been hypersexualized. That would be a form of me expressing myself through different forms, through different movements. And that shit feels good. It feels yeah. good. It feels awesome. So yeah. again, um, having to suppress that energy and then on top of it, having to deal with like a lot of, uh, like, um, my son's father is a little bit hyper masculine or dealing with a lot of patriarch that still has been embedded in me from a lot of indoctrination. It's like, okay. And different types I of indoctrination too. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm kind of still like in Christianity and then sometimes I switch to freaking Hebrew Israelite. And then sometimes I switch to a whole bunch of shit that doesn't really have nothing to do with me and how I feel about myself and how I wish to carry myself. It's just a, a projection of the outside world affecting my inside world. So mm. I'm learning to kind of um, strip myself of that and not necessarily meaning having like casual sex experiences. Cause I learned that doesn't work for me neither. Um, especially when it's like womb healing and you're dealing with your sensuality, sex and sensuality is too different things I'm coming to find out. It's like, sometimes when you hear the feminists and they be like, oh my gosh, it's our body. We do whatever the fuck we want to. We fuck wherever we want to. It's like, yeah, but no. Just because of our physical makeup, yeah, some shit just doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, And there's, there's effects to that thing. So I'm just um, going through the unfolding, you know, paths and like letting, allowing myself and giving myself space to um, detach from patriarchal indoctrinated beliefs of myself and how I'm supposed to be as a mother or how I'm supposed to be as a daughter or as a gender, as a woman, especially as an indigenous or slash black woman, you know? Um, so, yeah. Oh, damn. That was great. I, I, I appreciate the uh, the thoroughness of that of that answer too. And I think the through line that I noticed from all that is just definitely uh, uh, coming back to being um, not only free and um, an exploration of yourself, but also uh, finding putting in and adding to these particular practices that are um, deemed as healing. You know, as healing and assistance, and you know, and I think that's something that is uh, always vital. I think that's something that's always been a part of our culture as well. 
And I think um, I'm glad that it's starting to, even though it's starting, it's, 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 I guess it's the, the, I guess it's the, the polarizing nature of the internet. It's good that, you know, people are tapping into these particular practices and doing these things, but damn, it's also like somewhat, you know, uh, I guess I feel indifferent about the trendiness of certain things. Like the, it feels very, you know, things can easily become commodified where it's like, if you gain a lot of influence from being uh, you know, a doula or some type of healer or someone who is entombed in certain ways, um, I think people may not always have the discernment to realize like this is a person who's putting, who's playing a particular role and they're gaining a lot of influence and money from that versus actually doing real work, you know? And that real working person may not be the biggest uh, influencer, have the most followers, but the work they do is impactful versus mm-hmm. somebody literally finding a way to kind of, you know, create, you know, some type of, I don't yeah, know, eat. say again? I feel like, again, like, um, people who do, I guess you can say force it, or it's like they're uh, financially benefiting from it. I feel like, again, it's more so like they're selling a fantasy. They're working. Yeah. It's a job. Yeah. And people who are working internally, people get that confused because then people who are working for the money and they're just doing it just because, and they're kind of detached from what it actually, from what they're really actually doing and the message they're actually sending yeah. and the energy they're actually projecting, they're disconnected from what they're actually doing because it's about monetary gain. Mm. So it kind of gets away from the experience because you're, you're thinking about monetary gain. So, um, People who I feel like express themselves through like whatever type of art, even if it's nudity or it's uh, eroticism, erotic mm. images, photography, poses, dances, whatever it may be, it's it's the energies are still kind of different. So people from the outside, because that's how we're taught from the outside, and because most people don't really have the brain to think for themselves or to feel energy for themselves. Because again, we're all in a form in a sense indoctrinated. So we're only gonna really label things what we're taught or what the society tells us. You understand? So um yeah, that's how I feel about that part. No, yeah, I think um well, I think I think this is a great pivot to uh to my next uh question to you is like I do think that that you know, with things like not only OnlyFans, but also honestly just the internet not just you being a sex worker, but I think there's a a general kind of um, trend that I think has been going on literally since the internet became a more visual space, allowing you pretty much the platform to be able to post anything and um, and, and post anything at any time. Um, That it's uh, created a a hell of a space for women and and femmes to be expressive um, sexually. Mm-hmm. Um, in so many different ways, just like just like what you just said, you know, if you're dancing, if you if you do, you know, yoga, if you do all these different things, you know, it's 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 still because of the world we live in, the society we live in, it's always going to be kind of wrapped into this particular sexual tone. Like this is too much. Why the hell are you doing this? This feels, you know, uh, you know, uh, too erotic or pornographic, even um, on things such as, you know, even if you're not even. That's even if that's not the intention, but I would love to know, like, what do you believe about, you know, 
about this particular trend, I know you you said yourself that you know and have always known for quite some time that that was something that you had to suppress, and you're now living in times where you're living in a time and and expressing yourself and finding those ways to express yourself sexually and sensually more than anything. What is yeah. how does that feel for you? What motivates you to do that? And um, yeah, let's start there. Yeah, what motivates you to do that, and how does that feel for you? I feel like again, I was tired of from my last relationship, I was kind of tired of having to dim my shit down to like level honest or being like hyper submissive. It's one thing to be so submissive. I don't think there's nothing wrong with being submissive, but it was to a point where it was like, I couldn't even freaking dance. And it's just like, why are you shaking your ass? And it's just like, huh? Like it was complete, it was complete freaking suppression to the- Not your own, not your can't twerk. <laughs> I didn't I didn't even understand it because it was like visually that person liked seeing that shit. But I guess that person didn't like seeing that shit from me mm. because I was dealing with my own mental traumas where it's like, okay, I have to be a people pleaser, like I have to listen to my significant other, I have to do what he says, like, or there's a fear like maybe he will leave you, maybe he will go with somebody else, maybe all this, all this fear-based shit that's causing me not to be me, when really and truly. I was getting to a point where it was like, I was like not eating. I was like um, lasting off of like freaking smoothies and like different supplements I was taking. Like I wasn't eating, I wasn't dancing. My body was stiff. I went to a Mm. chiropractor. He was saying I had the damn body of like a 90 year old. My neck was like, yeah, like a a healthy neck is curved. My shit was straight at like four degrees. So uh, unhealthy neck is zero because it's perfectly straight. My shit was at four. That's that's too close to zero. And I was, when did I go? I think I turned 21. So I was like, that shit is ridiculous. And having to, again, suppress myself, like go from like living with my mother, suppressing that, and then meeting my biological father mm. in New York, suppressing that, and then meeting somebody and then being around that person and up moving that person and then having a child with that person, suppressing that. That's a whole fucking two decades of just pure suppression where it's like I had to wait for the person to leave the house to freaking dance. Or I had to wait to to be in secret to be myself. And I think that's some bullshit. Yeah. I think that's some bullshit. Yeah. So it was too much. It was too much. So it was not until I had that courage to say, like, listen... It doesn't matter what this person thinks about me. It doesn't matter what my parents think about me. Because I still be butt-ass naked in my house. And I'll be on the phone with my mom. And she's just like, why don't you have clothes on? I'm like, this is my house. <laughs> this is my house now. I don't want to wear no clothes. I don't wear no clothes in my house. So I don't have to do that. So it's like, um, again, being able to kind of, uh, what's the word? Re- retake my own power and be like, okay, this is my shit. Like, I run my shit. To be able to feel that and feel empowered, even if it was like a little by little, because I'm like I said, I was just now, I'm just now this year, like really stepping into that. And it's still unfolding little by little. Um, But having confidence and liking that, that's what kind of like fuels me like, okay, moving this sacral energy, that shit feels good. Cleansing my womb, that shit feels good. And saying no to the chick that doesn't feel good. So if I'm around somebody and I don't like that energy and my womb, which is essentially my sensual energy, is my creative energy, is screaming back the fuck up. That is a sign for me. I need to really back the fuck up and not be around that person. So it's more so about 
doing shit that feels good to me and knowing that it doesn't really matter what anybody thinks. Because when I was listening to my external voices, those external voices, I was unhappy. So what's the point of being a disservice to myself. So that is what I kind of pride myself into to motivate me. Like I'm tired of being a disservice of myself all for people, you know, to just walk all over my shit and not really care basically because people don't really give a fuck. They don't give a fuck if they don't, you know, they can't gain nothing from it. People gain from me suppressing my shit and just listening. A man can, a man can gain a lot from me not expressing myself sensually because I felt like, again, it, it could be insecurities. It could be a whole list of shit, but... For sure. Uh, yeah. People can people can gain from having that type of power of you just listening and paying attention or suppressing yourself. People, like, gain... That's, like, a whole uh, transaction of energies to where it's, like, okay... And it's fear-based, so it's, like, people can feed off of that shit, so... Um, so how, how, yeah. do you, how do you feel about the... Because um, I think the initial response... Um, because I think it's a mainstay. I think, you know, women expressing themselves in various ways online is going to continuously be a thing. But I think the continuous reactions to that is that um, this is for, you know, the male gaze more than anything. Um, for a lot of people, that's how they still, they, they, they die on that hill. Like, you know, you can't get mad. You can't, like, you can't put your ass online or you can't twerk online or do all these things and then also get upset when... Men are like ogling at you when people are sending you obscenities to your DMs and all these different things because it seems like that's what you want, quote unquote. How do you feel about that particular reaction to? And I'm assuming that I wouldn't be surprised if you know within the content you created yourself and if you know all the things that you may express and shit. Even just being a woman and just being attractive online can just <laughs> warrant that type of negative attention. Yeah. yeah. What, how do, what's, what? How do you? What, what's your response to that? I guess. I think that's just a load of crap. Again, we're like very patriarchal. That shit doesn't make any sense. There is women's, I've like been doing my research on like the rape culture and everything. There is women who wear their skirt up to their fucking knees, down to their damn knees, or down to their freaking ankles, okay, covered, and they still get raped. I'm not trying to hear that shit. That shit don't even make any sense. <laughs> and I, I think it's for <laughs> control. Again, men like to feel like they're in control of something. When you have a or so masculine wound where you feel the need to always be fucking in control of something. Again, when you look in our community and it's so heavy, it's just like, blah, 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 you can't wear that, you blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, we sound like a damn uh, oppressor. Yeah. And again, when, when, when black women, in quotation marks, and black men, in quotation marks, work with each other, we speak to each other like our oppressors. We don't speak like how we're really meant to talk to each other. So I feel like, again, when you look at Afro-Caribbean, Afro-Haitian, whatever, when you look at other Afro-centric things, their twerks and their dance and their moves are not hypersexualized. It's only in Western America. Yeah, it's cultural. It's all cultural. So it's like, um, yeah, there's people where I, like when I used to um, like be like, I guess you could say modest or whatever, and I really like it was just a really low self-esteem to be honest. But when I um did like not post certain stuff, niggas were still sending me dick pictures, like random ass dick pictures. So it's just like, okay, it doesn't matter really what you're wearing. I feel like again, people try to veer it towards women and tell us to take responsibility without the men, without excuse me, us teaching our men yeah. they need to calm the fuck down. And they need to 
turn it down a couple notches because it's like, okay, it's men's time to also take accountability. Now, I do agree some women really be wilding, but again, it's accountability on both parties. I feel like people can't keep, in our community, we can't keep pointing our fingers to each other without taking accountability because I could be in, when I used to live in New York, I could be in freaking sweatpants, sweat, sweatshirt, hoodie on, and I would still get hit on. And then if I don't respond, it's like, you're a bitch, you're a hoe, you're a slut. I'm wearing freaking, I'm physically, like, you know, pleasing, so to speak, men when they're saying cover up. Exactly. I'm covered, I'm fully covered. I'm fully covered, I got on freaking Tim's. I'm covered. Like, <laughs> <laughs> see, that's, see, you did say you in New York. You know that's the, that's 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 like foreplay for New Yorkers. Uh, <laughs> see somebody with some, see a woman with some Tims on. Like, hey, you got them constructions. Got me going, girl. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, I think that's a good point, and I do I do agree with you about the accountability portion. I think um, especially about the accountability portion because I think online everything is. Anything, I think people don't realize how everything you do online is an actionable thing. No one's forcing you to share any of this shit. No one's making you slide in them DMs. No one's making you, like, you know, unless there's some contractual thing, (laughs) reasons as to why. Most people online are choosing and have agency in every single thing that they do um, online. So there has to be some sense of accountability from a virtual context, right? Um, which is which is definitely where this shit happens, you know, rampantly. But I do believe, I do believe, you know, even from the most subtlest of things, and even in real life, like, you know, choosing to wear, you know, going to brunch is Saturday. You know what I'm saying? Going to brunch, and you know, you 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 trying to be cute for you. You trying to be cute for you in the occasion of what it is. So you you gonna have that back out. You got to have something that's about to you know accentuate your body. You about to do the things. You know what I'm saying? You already you already got your two step ready for when essence come on. You already good. But it, but the but the way on like the that shit because I feel like again men be wanting us to do everything. And I think <laughs> I just I just fucking click that shit. For whatever reason, men think our main purpose is to serve men. Yeah. And then when women are like, listen, I got to do my own shit. We're not back in the day where it's like we're in fucking tribes and shit and we got to serve our men. I'm not saying that when you get a partner, you're not supposed to be of servitude of them. Because for me, I have a man I'm of servitude. You get your lunch, you get your breakfast, you get your dinner, you get your toes rubbed, you get your ducks, your dick sucked, you get it all. That's not the point, though. The point is, it could be just random men think that your existence is for them. Yeah. So it's like even people, that's why men need to kind of like shift their mindset. Somebody need to tell them something because it's like you can't (laughs) possibly think the shorty down the street is wearing that dress for you. She don't even know you. And then it's just like, okay, well, then, bitch, if you like, why you dress like that, bitch, if you don't want me to look at you? It's just like, damn, can I feel... Can I feel myself? Like, it has nothing to do with you. Yeah, and I think that's that draws to the context of um, so much so much of the indoctrination that men get is uh, from a, an external context. And I think that's the uh, where so many conflictions come when it comes to when there's these oppressive things, these oppressive uh, customs to women, because I think there's an innate emotionality that already is easy to kind of cling to. And I think for men, due to our, I guess, either our physicality or whatever it may be, there's this uh, immediate feeling of value 
if you lean into the external things. If you lean into being strong, oh, you can now, you can punch someone if you need to. You can now hold something heavy. You can now, it's these real very basic ass things. So I think that leads us to feel like every single thing is about external out and not internal, um, and not internal out. You know, it's like, it's about all the stimuli around us and that informs how we feel about ourselves and that informs how we should react with the world. So if I'm in the street and I see women, uh, a bunch of women walking by, a quote quote unquote, you know, society tells us, and I'm a firm believer that everything, everything quote unquote black is something that we filter through our own lenses and we, we, you know, Mm -hmm. regurgitate that in our own way. So white patriarchy can be fed into us, but that doesn't mean we're going to give it back exactly the same way. We still going to put some, some, some of our own flavor to it. That's why I think there's certain things that every single man of every ethnic group does, does their own version of quote unquote white patriarchy because we're not, we're not in that position where I'm not a white man. So the way that I'm going to quote unquote continue and perpetuate some type of, uh, of oppression to you, isn't even mm-hmm. going to be the same. So it's even more direct because we know you. We know how to get to you. So we know what to say. It's not a, well, damn, fuck you then. It's a damn, fuck you then, you fat ass, da-da-da, you black yeah. ass, da-da-da. <laughs> like, we know exact because it's like, yeah, that's what you're insecure about. This is what's going to get to you. You need to feel away because you made me feel away. And instead of yeah. instead of realizing and, and just accepting the moment in this kind of like social, this terrible social exchange, that probably didn't even have to go that way. It could have been truly a compliment and they either accept it or not. If they don't, that's no, that's no, you know, skin off your nose. You, you, your intention was to compliment someone who looked like they are looking great for them. And if they had taken it because of, you know, this being a something they hear too much and it's nerve wracking and catcalling is just a rampant, then they just make they may just dish your ass and that'd be okay. But you did what you wanted to do. You wanted to compliment her. And if she accepts it, cool. If she don't, cool. Y'all don't know each other. Y'all may never see each other again. Guys don't get that, though, because they feel like one guy was just saying to me, I was just play dancing on my on my page, and he fucking wrote me, and he was like, it's some random guy. I don't know this nigga. And he was like, imagine what you could do on a dick. And I'm just like, yo, that shit's out of pocket. That's not a compliment. <laughs> me. And, like how you want like what am I what am I supposed to be like like damn thanks that's a fucking compliment like no I don't get that and I uh, talked about it with one of my friends and he was like women have to understand that is a compliment we are our women are forced to feel like those are not compliments being hypersexualized is not a compliment being like and people like guys don't understand the the compliments get redundant like damn shorty like you look good like bad sexy like. Blah, 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 blah. It gets redundant. And not even that. Most shorties know. One other girl probably passed. It's not special. Like, when I have a compliment, I like to feel special. Not like you're just saying some shit just because you're just, you're just ripping off my clothes in your imagination. You know? And that's what guys are not understanding. Like, some stuff is a compliment. Like, hey, you look lovely today. Your hair looks lovely. Instead of, damn, your ass is fat. Are those titties <laughs> looking nice? that waist is tight and it's just like what like again there's like a difference between those type of things and i feel like women are never going to we don't like feeling like objects when we have to be sexualized hypersexualized it's like we don't like i don't or for me personally i don't feel like i don't like being like a 
uh, like an object. Like I'm just supposed to be there for you to like a cum bucket. Cause that's how most guys look at women as just cum buckets. Not all of them, thank good goodness, because I was losing hope. I was losing hope. <laughs> I, was really I was losing hope. I was losing hope for the West, the Western indigenous man. I'm like, damn, this shit is getting out of pocket. But there's still, there's plenty of good ones out there. Thank the heavens. But the point is, I feel like, again, we got to learn how to, like, really communicate and also redefine, like, what a woman is to ourselves. Yeah. And then men have to redefine what a man is to themselves. Yeah. And really, like, try to break those barriers of what we're forced to believe that the man has to work, a man has to provide for his family because a man is so much more than that. Or a woman has to um, stay home and cook and clean and blah, 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 blah. Because women are so much more than that. Or yes. specifically our, us as a people, we're more than our skills. Yes. We're way more than our skills. I agree. I think that's something that I've come into true uh, comfort in, you know, and, um, and and continuously talk about, you know, with my friends and putting that into context when it comes to them getting out there dating and even myself. It's like I, if, if you if you put more value on the utility of my presence, then I don't really want to be there. You know, it's like I'm a pretty fucking useful person. I'm a pretty resourceful guy. Um, and I, I think I surprise people even with the things that I know that I can do because I know I'm a I'm truly one of those, you know, um, how can I say, uh, like definition books, like dic- dictionary level, uh, jack of all trades. But I don't. Ca- that's I don't. I do that shit for me. I learned how to do certain things because I I felt like it was necessary for my life, for my growth, and it was more than likely an interest at first. It's just something I like to do for me. Just so happens is it may be seen, it may became something valuable, or it just may be a valuable thing, you know, in a general t- context. But more than anything, I just want you to fuck with me, like mm-hmm. me as who I am, how how I, you know, give it up, how I express. Um, and that matters more to me because I know that's at the end of the day, no matter how much money I bring to the table, no matter how much utility, and how many useful, th- you know, skills that I bring to the table, no matter if I can put this Ikea thing together without looking at the instructions and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want so you. To, I want you to fuck with me at the end of the day. You're not. You're not cuddling up to the car and the house and the clothes in the bed. You know what I'm saying? You cuddling up to my ass, and you got to feel safe and good with me throughout all those things. And I got to feel the same with you. And I think that's something that that's why that I think that's a problem and a flaw that a lot of men um, truly have because they've leaned into the idea that you know yet again those external and those utility things are where their value lies, and then they get upset. Mm-hmm. They get upset when they uh, feel like they gave gave some woman that they either marry or with or have some type of partnership with the world in so many ways. Like, I, 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 I make so much money and I've bought you a house. We've had some children. We've done this. We've done that. And you still ain't happy. Like, why are you not happy? And it's like you never brought emotionality. You never brought this particular level of things. And she maybe has compromised her own needs because she was getting the things that the world says this is a rare okay. and, and great and beautiful thing. And you find a man who who was ready to shower your ass with gifts, give you some, you know, have, see you as a see you as a great mother and all that shit, then the world is your oyster. But in reality, 
you just want to be with somebody who loves you, who affirms you, who assures you, and all these different things. And that's not a that's not a utility thing. That's that's understanding your emotions, oh. understanding your awareness, and somebody expressing themselves because that's a something that a person does, not a, not an employee or or a manager of things. Like that's a person that you want to be with, not a not that. But I I, I want to say like I fuck with I fuck with the I think I I have an artistic view and context over the expression of just just the feminine expression of you know sensuality online always i'm a southern man so i've always i think similar to it's always been a um a cultural thing that i always understood within context you know because i remember very early on and it, like i said maybe it's a southern thing i i may be I may be the only few. I definitely may be a rare per- case of this. I love southern men, yeah. But yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. it's the fact of like twerking, for instance, the idea of just twerking and dancing and that being a, a form of sexual, sensual and sexual expression for you individually. It was always something that was happening, and and like at an early age when you start to finally become aware of yourself and be attracted to you know to the opposite sex at some point, if that's your if that's your orientation you realize these things are happening with you being there or if you're not there. You're learning, you're finding out that it's, it's, it's you know, girls having summer parties and get-togethers and hanging out, and they just like to dance and twerk and, and just move their bodies regardless of the attention. They are with themselves. They are alone in their room. They're sitting up in their room dancing, not thinking about you. <laughs> and, 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 like, it's, it's something that you come into realizing and, like, if anything, you appreciate the shit. You appreciate when it feels like, hey, it feels like she kind of want to give this to me. Like she expressing some of these vibes to me, either in a private ses- a private situation or uh, or publicly. It's like, hey, we had a party. We mixing it up. We, you know, you asked to dance. She vibing with you. She like, shit, all right, you kind of cute too. And she give you, she giving you the vibes. That's the best way to get it. Best way to catch it, you know? But I, but I understand that I'm... I think about it that way because also to the west of my life, I whimsically continuously stay very connected with artistic people, yeah. had a, a newfound appreciation for nudity due to from an artistic lens and understanding of, oh, people just want to be free and people want to express themselves in a particular way. Like nudity is in this vulgar thing you know like when me when me when me and um when me and Sadiq or Benny Roosevelt as people know him mm-hmm. first um started living with each other so he really started getting honed in on his photography and re- like in the earliest of stages like we're talking about like 2014 mm-hmm. I remember my kind of duty to him as a as a you know as a friend and all that because I feel like I was talking to a lot of people just like I do now was literally just finding people he wanted to take pictures of. He was like, "Hey, find people to take pictures of," and you. And he was like, "You, you know, you're great with style. Just tell them what to bring to wear, and we'll shoot them. We'll do whatever in the, either in the crib or we'll go somewhere, or whatever." And I'm like, "Got you, bro." He just wanted to whimsically portfolio build for real, mm-hmm. and I did that consistently. Did that all the time, and it was a fun fucking experience. We had so much fun doing that, but I, I can't even remember who the first person was. Damn, I, that's that's terrible. I can't remember who the first person was, but I remember. Me doing that one day, it'll come back to me, but me doing that one day and the muse essentially communicating with us, like I told her what to wear, she brought it. We took a few shots. Um, the images came out, were coming out great. And she, we, we showed them to her and she was like, okay, well I got an idea y'all. 
we were in our we were in our old apartment, and she was like, "Well, what about this?" And she literally just started like disrobing, and we was just like, we like we had had to take a pause and be like, I mean, we didn't ask you to do this, but if you want to do this and you want to be captured in this. Okay, what? Who are we to be like? This is wrong, or we should have some opinions. And I think because we were already in a vibe and in a particular space, and all three of us were already fairly familiar, because we literally it was already probably four hours have already passed where we've been just talking and communicating, playing music, and 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 just getting to know each other. If anything, because that's a that was a big part of our process when we worked with anybody. We would talk for probably two hours before we even take a picture. And the this mm-hmm. photo shoot aspect of it would maybe be the shortest part of the whole thing. The man's incredible. But it's like the fact that that was something that we never had to ask anyone. And that became something that I think showed through the art that he continuously started to create. And I think people, because it became a trend of everybody trying and attempting to do these things in a more, you know, in a more trendier way. in Ecuador. Like, yeah. surprisingly... Uh, at the time, I didn't even know it was Benny Roosevelt, you know, roseography. Mm. I didn't know that. So I think I was like 15, 15 or 16. And when Tumblr was like a thing, like 15, 16, there were certain images. I know there was images. You're so young, girl. There was, <laughs> yeah. I'm 22 now, but I was a couple a couple years back. Um he had posted, it wasn't even him. It was like on Pinterest. It was on Pinterest and it was on Tumblr. And I remember my friend shared me the shit. I'm like, that shit is amazing. So like fast forward to like, I think it was like last year, I figured out who the freaking photographer was. And I'm Damn. Like, oh, that shit's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think that it was a, it was a wild time. That was a beautiful introduction, like the birth of a, the birth of a star almost, you know, kind of being able to witness that and being firsthand in that and it clinging to him so quickly. He, I think he's a natural, I think he's a very natural artist. He's definitely, you know, can be, if there's a spectrum to being a savant, he's definitely on that spectrum because um, the shit was so easy. Like, I don't remember it ever being a struggle of like, bro, that picture was terrible, keep working. <laughs> it was like, as soon as he stuck with it, every picture was great. It just started to become more specific. Like, it started to become more intentional. He, like, wanted to hone in on a particular style and a particular editing practices and all those different things. They started to really put the hours in, but he never took a bad picture, ever, I've ever seen at least. And I think that was the, the key point to him. And, but more than anything, it was the fact that for so much of those earlier years, from his own testaments to me and the ones I witnessed myself, we never had to tell anyone to get naked. We always presented wardrobe. We always presented a look. We all we never came at it like, hey, we're going to shoot you nude. Be prepared to shoot nude. We're contacting you. We're reaching out to you. We're connecting with you because we want to see you nude. Not even like this is something that you do. We're just doing that with you. And it was always the muse's idea. And then it eventually became essentially a part of his signature. It became a part of his branding. So then it once we did the big shoot, which shout out to all the ladies from the big shoot back in 2017. They Was that, that the one where they did like the, um, where they went in like a group? And, and it was a circle? They had like, yeah, it was like in a circle. The one that got famous in Ecuador, everybody was talking about that shit. They're just like, you know, Blanca. It was, I think it was like a white 
girl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it had the the hands, and it was like that. Yes. And he was pissed. Everybody was like, oh, my gosh. That's just... And I was like, I was the only black person really in my class. There wasn't really no other black girls in my class. I was the only one that were just like, look at this. And I didn't know how to fuck this bill. I didn't even know who he was to be able to even say anything. Yeah. I think it's funny as fuck now because moving forward and I was like researching the picture. Actually, like two weeks ago, I was like, yo, that brought a lot of controversy literally yes. worldwide. Yeah, but, it, it, but what's <laughs> funny, what's funny about that, yet again, out of the minds of the muses, that wasn't even our idea. That was something like we were, we have art at bed by that time. We had already been shooting for at least maybe two hours. So, so many shots have already been taken all over this beautiful house. Shout out to, shout out to the owner of that crib who let us use it. Uh, and it was about 20, it was about 20, about 20 some odd women from all over. Like we were so surprised and whenever we do this shit again whenever you know whenever it makes sense it's going to be even bigger because the fact that we are able to garner that many different women to come literally travel to atlanta mm-hmm. and be a part of this coming from all different walks of life it was women from new york new jersey philly uh from sacramento san francisco atlanta locally north carolina it was like y'all on y'all Y'all caught off of work. It's the middle of the... It's like Friday. It's... it's You know what I'm saying? Like, you had to, like, put some PTO in <laughs> to come and do this. And we are not in a... Uh, and this was like... Uh, and all of them drove. So I was like, y'all got rentals for this? <laughs> so we seen we seen how much um, energy and energy was to that. And they I think it was all just in perfect alignment. And that was their idea. That particular image was one that was not even shot on one of the cameras. That was shot on a phone by Benny Roosevelt. And they were like, what? They was like, hey, what do you think about this? We think that this would be a, a cool thing, a cool sense of messaging. Um, because this is what, this is, from their mind, they were thinking of the visual imagery of this is the way the world is. Not from a standpoint of we're making a statement of this is how it should be. And they were thinking about in the because that image is actually alluding to an image like a, a graphic image where it's the opposite, mm-hmm. where there's oh, like these white these kind of like white cherub cherub style angels kind of all kind of like admiring this very dark and ebony angel, um, and so they just wanted to inverse that because it's like that right there is fantasy, these like angelic white peep you know beings admiring this black uh, feminine figure. Mm-hmm. It, let's, let's inverse it because this is the reality of what it is and, it, and the fact that it created so much. And not only, it, it, that spawned a few different things. Oh. The fact that I remember somebody had used that image to like push their own like weird ass agenda about like lesbianism and a bunch of other shit. I was, I've, I've seen that picture being utilized and missed like so many pictures from those shoots being utilized and misinterpreted to be a bunch of different things. And all our goal was, was to have a bunch of black women of different, you know, complexions and body types to be in one space and for us to just take pictures of them because we just felt like that is a simple and cool fucking idea. And they were all with it. They were all beautiful fucking women with beautiful spirits as well who were just so fucking down. Like, I've never in my life, 
And I think every man from a context of like thinking with they damn dick would be like, my nigga, how the hell could you be all right in that? Like you was just in a room with 20 fucking butt naked ass women for like eight hours. And she was like, yeah. But if, <laughs> by the, by the, Maybe by the fifth hour, they was trying to figure out, I was like, why you ain't going to join in on this? I was like, no, this ain't even that type of show. <laughs> this is not that type of party. I got too comfortable too quick. <laughs> I am I am, I am, am the production assistant in this situation. You got to make sure y'all are good. I, I, I'm, holding, I'm holding robes and baby oil. That is my job, you know, and getting the food orders right. I am not trying to get butt ass and make a statement right now. Not with y'all looking how y'all looking either. Hell no. I'm not. I need to do 10, 10 million push-ups to catch up. You feel me? Because, But it was such a beautiful thing to witness because it was um, a loving of sensuality, a true sensuality and femininity all throughout the room. I remember when we brought them all in, had everybody introduce themselves. I was trying my best to create icebreakers because I'm like, these are these are a bunch of strangers coming into the same room and uh, Lily about to get, Lily signed up to be nude with each other. And I don't, I, I think I, I projected like my own feelings of like, I can imagine how uncomfortable that would be for me. Um, oh no, women, it's a different, it's a different shebang. It's a whole different shebang. Y'all, 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 y'all wanna get naked. Y'all love, y'all love to get naked. And I love it because I think, and, and uh, to another point I gotta get to later, but I literally just introduced everybody and told them, all right, we're about to get ready. Y'all can, you know, get ready in this particular room over here designated for y'all. Um, and you can just keep your things right over here. Me and Benny Roosevelt, we started taking shots. We, we pat each other on the back like, bro, this is about to be a great time. Really putting intention behind everything that's about to happen. I go in to check on everybody, and I almost forgot what I what, what was about to happen. Because <laughs> I've literally been sitting here talking to these women for 30 minutes, all with clothes on, and then I walk into this room, and it's just all butt-ass. And I'm like, oh, God, like... Okay, <laughs> just adjust, Rodney. It's all good. <laughs> you've, you've, but it was the, uh, it was the amount. Cause I was like, I've all, it's always been like a singular or one, one to two people. But it's twenty fucking women in the same space. It felt like I was intruding more than anything, you know. But the fact that when I went in there, what kind of brought my own anxiety down was the fact that they was oiling each other up and they was complimenting each other and was just like, oh, you got pants to talk about it, like, oh, like, and they was. It was so much like camaraderie amongst each other. And they were so down for everything. They were contributing to the art. They were like, what about this? What about this? And it, it was so, it was so deep and it was so good, you know? And, um, and it was just so beautiful. And I think that that level of sensuality is something that we need to embrace and to support and to understand that that's something that we need to tap into even with ourselves as men too. Um, but I, I feel I feel like more than anything, there is um, this, uh, there's a particular question I want to ask you and pivot to, because I think you are uh, you you are a particular you have a particular experience because I think you mentioned it earlier about the mom and OnlyFans and how her son Lily wants Lily is on the brink of you know committing suicide due to the bullying that he's getting because his mom is a, a, a digital sex worker of sorts. Uh, is there such a is there such a thing as you know, kind of too much, and especially when you are a person who's in the status of being someone's mother, a guardian, is there such thing as too much that you put on the internet? Like how does how does your discernment change 
when that becomes something that comes into your life. Because I know that you have spoken to me about, you know, how you feel about that, but I definitely want you to express that to everyone. Okay, well, primarily I feel like it's more of the of the energy behind behind the nudity or behind the actions itself. Because if you, I feel like it's confusing to kids, especially like boys and your mom, when you are ass shaking, you know, and you're selling pussy to millions of men because it's like, where's the respect in that? That's different than where it's like, okay, you are able to establish boundaries because one on one scale, you're doing it to please men. The other scale, you're doing it to please yourself. So it's like, well, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a message there because I know plenty of painters, they'd be butt ass naked and they're artists or they're, uh, they're po poets mm. or they do sculptures and stuff. And then the kids, the results of those kids are kids who have high self-esteem. They're kids who can intel uh, intellectualize their words. They're kids who can um, um, embrace themselves when they're new and embrace themselves at their purest and rawest form. And then on the other scale, I see women who might be strippers and, you know, they cuss their kids out, they're using profanity with their kids. They're just like, oh, nigga, I don't give a fuck, you know? And their kids are their, are their kings and stuff like that. And I feel like, again, it's the, it's the energy for me because when I was reading the um, post, it was, again, it was saying, um, the boy was saying, he was voicing to his mom that it made him uncomfortable. And the mother had responded by saying, well, it made her feel good so she didn't care. That mm. is disrespectful because you're not acknowledged as a parent, you're not acknowledging what your child is saying. Okay. And that can cause trauma. It really can. So for me personally, when it comes to the type of uh, sensuality that I express, my son, he he's potty training right now. And even that, he don't really like wearing his clothes, but I'm not going to sit there and be like, you need to put on freaking clothes but and another when he gets to a certain age i will have to sit down with him or have his father also sit down with him to a point where i don't live with his father but he's gonna have to have a talk with him too as well on how to deal with those type of things and what is considered private and what is not considered um so to say private or how you can express yourself in a way to where it's not offensive or what's comfortable I feel like there's levels to that shit. I like, I like the way you put that. Yeah, there's definitely like levels to that shit. I want to do nothing to make my son uncomfortable. I want to do nothing to embarrass my son. And I want to do nothing to disrespect my son. So that's the same with those type of women who like, you know, they, they choose men over their children. I can't, I can't vouch for that shit because it's like, again, you rather have 20 different men come in and come out of your life and ignore the that your son or your daughter is giving you kind of like a warning sign because kids can read those red flags kids can pick up on those energies when you disrespect their energy or what they want in their in their environment i consider that disrespectful for me i don't feel like i'm disrespecting my son or 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 my environment because my environment is free and it's um expressive and it's you can be whoever you want to be there's no judgment. Mm. And that's something I steal from like a young age. There is no judgment. If you're comfortable uh, in your underwears, wear your underwears. Then I'm not going to sit up there and tell you, oh, because you're X, Y, and Z, you need to 
put your pants on. Like, I'm, I'm not really that type of person because I like wearing underwear and panties in my home. Now, at a certain age, I'm going to have to stop being butt-ass naked, which is reasonable because, again, I'm raising a son and I have to have him be able to understand the difference between certain, certain, um, what's the word, certain privacy, so to speak. Certain things he has to be able to understand, like, okay, I'm doing X, Y, and Z because I'm just being comfortable. There's a difference between being comfortable with myself and being an exhibitionist. Exhibitionists are promiscuous and they just don't give a fuck and they're doing it for somebody else to watch. If you're comfortable with your body or you're hypersexualizing yourself in a for a lustful look or because you want attention, that's different energy. Mm. You just, if if I'm just chilling out. In my damn robe, I'm chilling out in my robe. There's that's all it is. If I am chilling out in my robe and I know that there is a nigga across the street watching and I know my son is watching that, do you see the two? There's two different dynamics that have two different results. One is traumatizing, because I can traumatize a kid, and that could make him think that, that shit's okay. So later on in life, when he sees it, he's just he's gonna think that type of stuff is okay. Uh, it's it's about the seeds of energy that I'm trying to be precautious with when it comes to being a mom as well, because I feel like, again, there's a difference between being confident in my body and, and, and um, honoring myself. And then there's a difference between hypersexualizing myself and saying, let's bust it open, pussy clot, and all these brass clot, and all these other... <laughs> all these other shit that's some that's some different shit that i don't want to have him have to experience so i, I get that it comes to my go ahead no no I, I, the reason why i wanted to say and point out the the specificity in your words because i think you know i think it's certain things that already have a very uh oppressive tone to them when you talk about like mm-hmm. things being appropriate you know mm-hmm. like the word appropriate to a certain degree, feels so, I don't know, seeped in kind of respectability to a certain degree. When it is, it's certain things, that, everything's contextual, everything's nuanced, everything's more subjective than it is objective, but we're trying to force more people to be objective. And I, I like the way you put that, though. I, I really do. Uh, and I think that brings um, a very particular, you know, insight into the difference of how you engage with your own sensuality and sexuality and your sexual expression as a whole, uh, especially if, if there are witnesses of that sexuality. Because um, I feel like, again, I'm going to be in doula work. I plan to be a sex doula as well. That's going to be my damn job. Yeah. That's going to be my job. So to raise a son to be like, oh, like, if you are naked, you're a whore, or if you're showing yourself you're a whore and you're a hoe, to instill, because I've heard a certain individual will say, like, you can't be, you can't be naked. That's you're a good example of how your son should not want, like what type of woman your your son should not want. And I'm like, that shit doesn't make any sense because the woman that birthed him took her out, took him out with her own bare hands. She healthy, she breastfeed him for a whole two years, two, three years. I plan to breastfeed him. I'm gonna homeschool him. Like you can't sit there and say, because I'm choosing to express my sensuality that I'm an example of somebody he shouldn't want when I have all these lists of values and all these lists of skills and all this list of um, essence and wholesomeness to me that again, any that that could be considered, I guess, wife material, whatever the case may be. So that's why I'm like, 
people have to learn how to really particularize their words and like their energy because again there's a difference between a woman who is using her um body to express herself as art and then one who's expressing herself for lust and I feel like again that lust energy is could be manipulative it could be honestly chaotic it can cause a lot of um it can cause it can be problematic it really can be problematic not only externally but internally in the womb so that is like a lot of my focus it's internally in the womb how it makes you feel and Mm. I know most women who um put themselves out there like that they don't they're not really happy like I don't even know one like stripper or like sex worker who is truly 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 like aligned and really like happy like happy Mm. and I plan to have more kids too so if I'm in the freaking tub or I'm free birthing, standing up, or whatever I choose for my next um, natural birth. It can't be like my son can't think I'm a whore for 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 being in that state because that's my natural state. You understand? Yeah. So I feel like again, there's like levels to the learning, and it really takes um, it really takes removing certain realities from your life to make space for new realities. So there could be examples. Because I want my son to be around a lot of examples of different men and not so to say like I'm going to be fucking a lot of people, but I want to be able to have wholesome friendships with individuals who can be a good example of you don't only have to be one way to be a man. Like there's not one way to be a man. There's not one way to think as a man. You can actually, I know the niggas who paint their nails like and they're masculine. They don't, um, they don't you know, have, like, feminine energy, so to speak. I know men who, like, wear, like, the African man dresses and they emulate masculine energy. So there's different levels of masculinity. So I don't want my son just to think, like, to love somebody, they have to dress X, Y, and Z. They have to be X, Y, and Z, and that's what's considered a woman. And if not, you're not supposed to be with her because she's a whore and now you're a simp. That is, again, suppressing... Um, a child from a little age to think a certain way because an adult thinks a certain way. When a child is a child, their their minds don't be thinking about certain shit like how adults do. It's actually adults who sit there and uh, brainwash kids to believe a certain way. So when they grow up, they still believe that way. And then they can never find true, true wholesomeness because they haven't even found it in themselves because then they get shamed for being themselves. That's, so that's the energy damn. I really don't want to um, emulate for my son. I want him to be comfortable with himself so he will be able to attract people who are comfortable with themselves, not people yeah. who are in fear of being themselves because of what society says they have to be and have to act because that's how it works. It's one thing to educate your children on the world. And then there's a, there's a, there's, it's one way to educate them. And it's another thing to sit there and, and, and conform them and box them into what society needs them to be, to live and thrive. That's like, that's like being on survival mode. And that mm. shit's no fun. I've been for 20 years. That shit's no fun. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't want that for him. I, I think, I think I, I appreciate, I appreciate that expression. Cause I think, um, as, as, especially as a person who does not have children, um, I like the way that you put that, and I think that's really um, hell of a perspective because it just speaks to the power of intentionality. It speaks to the power of, like, understanding what is happening in totality and not just based off of your own 
um, your own lens and your own kind of like selfish outlook into the world. Because if you just do things just because of your own sensations and how the own your own feedback that's only going to directly affect you and not think about how these things really uh, are going to affect other people, um, it can instill something um, very toxic and something that can, you know, harm, end up harming the people that you're, quote unquote, trying to raise right um, and raise well, not even raise right, but raise well for them to be whatever they're supposed to be. And, and I think um, there's a particular thing to be a uh, kind of line in the sand to be drawn when it comes to you're not going to benefit and have that particular happiness. Because I, I don't I don't know. And I, I imagine just because, you know, there's probably every there's every exception under the sun, just like there's an exa- just like everything else is under the sun. Even when it comes to sex workers, if you're digital or if you're, you know, if you're you know, literally private in the real world with it. Um, with how you get how you operate your business, I think you know that intentionality is what may, is what kind of matters the most to me. You know, um, no matter who you are, um, making sure that you know why you're into it, making sure that you know why you're doing it, and understanding that that is what your foundation starts with and starts on. Because if you are if you are coming at it, and I think that's why the stigmas of like survivability um, are so are so closely attached to sex work. Because they know that at the end of the day, if the if you if your pocketbook dry, you always got a <laughs> you always got something wet that you can give to somebody they're gonna pay for it, you know? And, at least that's always been the old additive. And it's and it, it doesn't have to be that way. Um yeah. it can be it could be something that is a genuine choice that you make that fills you up, that feels purposeful for you. But I think mm-hmm. that the the idea of, you know, men men aren't I don't think we've I don't think we've gotten too far from my, you know from that particular indoctrination to accept that in a, in a full, true way. And uh, and we've tailored that solely because we always kind of, men still are moving as um, being in the center. And like one thing that I thought of when I was talking about, uh, when I was telling you just about how the experience was with the big shoe, was um, something that I've been doing a lot lately and I didn't realize how beneficial and healthy it is. And I guess it's something that, you know, for all the men who are listening could possibly try for themselves. I didn't realize my level of, you know, self-vulnerability. Because I think yeah. you have to be, understand your own levels of, exp- to understand the levels of expression that you really want to um, emote and make actionable into your life. You have to also understand your own personal vulnerability and how you speak to yourself and what you do for yourself and what you allow for yourself to do. Regardless of if you have a, a audience at all, what do you do when you're by yourself and how do you allow yourself to be fully you? Because if you are still um, policing yourself, even in privacy, then that that really just, you know, truly makes you this stagnant, you know, almost cancerous person to who you really need to be. Like you literally start blocking and becoming tight and small. And so one thing that I noticed when just when it came to just really reflecting and digging deeper into that was like within previous partners that I had, I remember them always asking me why I didn't sleep nude. And I never understood that question. Don't sleep naked. <laughs> Mind you, I do. I do now. Okay. And it, and it was and it was it had to be a deliberate choice because I felt like I didn't know how to answer it. Yeah. Like it wasn't like it was an intentional preference. It was just like I just always sleep like this. Like I don't I don't know. I just this is how I am. This is what I do. But it's like, and I noticed when the moments that I did. 
sleep nude in any way, it was always very particular moments. If I'm extremely inebriated without inhibitions, I come home, fucking get all the way undressed and just dive in my fucking bed and, and crash. In those sensual, you know, in intimate exchanges, like, hell yeah, I get you know, I, you 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 got in the bed like let me let me get in the bed like this with you. It wasn't fully motivated by my own sober thoughts, my own sober feelings of like, I just want to sleep this way tonight. Like, this is what I want to do. You know, this is how I choose to be. And so like, yeah, it's probably been, I probably came to that kind of reflection and wrote about it and, and made the, I always like to, at least in terms of my own intrinsic and spiritual practices, I love physical things. I don't like to kind of keep things only in my in my mind and in my head. So I like to write shit down. I like to meditate. I like to do tangible things as well. So I was mm-hmm. like, how can I, what is the thing I could do with this new information I'm learning about myself? And that was what I did. I was like, you need to just be butt ass more, <laughs> more often in the crib. <laughs> like you just need to like, if you are alone most of the time, there's no reason you have to forever have these clothes on if you really don't feel like it. Like if it's a difference if it's a difference if it's like a purpose for it. But if you're only doing it because there's this internal thing of like you can't be naked, what is that? That's not yeah. even that's not even of you, you know? And especially when you're talking like, about clothes is just clothes. And yeah. they're like it's you stripping down people, like stripping, stripping down people. I know people who are not I know somebody who like didn't want to be with me because they weren't comfortable with themselves because I was always and that's when I lived in New York. In New York, you just have like a damn little small ass room, small ass kitchen, just small, and you're butt ass naked, and it's just like I was like, why are you covering yourself? Like, he was like cupping, he was cupping his balls and dick. Why are you doing that? And he was like, I'm not comfortable with myself. Yeah, I didn't even do this by myself, and I didn't understand. So now you put in that perspective, I'm like, okay. Yeah, I guess I didn't. And, 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 and I didn't even know where it came from, and I think that was why I wanted to find where what what is me, and not what is what is the influence, what is the external indoctrination. Because obviously, if I can't even if I intentionally put on clothes to go to bed, if I take off the clothes I had on to put on clothes to get into the bed, there has to be motivation to connect it to that. And when I was always asked that, it was like, damn. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? And I think also, too, reflection, a reflection of, you know, examples of, of the people who've been around you. My, some of my best friends have always been like that. Like, <laughs> have all, like anytime I, like, go to that, used to go to their places, go to their houses, go into the knock on their door, go in their room, roommates, all type of stuff. I'm like, oh, oh, my bad, bro. Yeah, put some clothes, put some, yeah, put some drawers on, put the cover up or something like that. Because they are, I'm literally catching them in the midst of being in their space in in the, you know, in the vibes. And they never, that was never a thing they did. They could ever catch me in because I was never in that position. Like, yeah. you, you could just walk in my room anytime. And I, if I'm hanging out the fucking covers, you ain't about to just get a whole shot of me. You know what I'm saying? You're going to see, you're just going to see me in some drawers or whatever. At, at, at bare minimum, I would at least have underwear on. If I'm... Everything else, I would I would not be unclothed. I would not be just nude in totality, uh, truly without intention, like previously. And I'm like, I want this to become a habit. I want this to become an understanding of like, this is okay. Like it's okay. And I think it's anything. It's a practice of intentional vulnerability with myself, so that I can be that with anyone else. Um, because um, more than anything, I think 
we we treat vulnerability more than anything as a uh, as solely this kind of like can you cry and can you speak your deep feelings when it's yeah. a lot of simpler things you know like just trust and expressive things and like this is something that really makes me feel good and I don't have to do this in front of you but I just do <laughs> and um, and it can look like so many different things like emotions aren't just bad emotions just aren't sadness like just allowing yourself to even be happy in front of people is still a very vulnerable act. And um, I think that's something that more men need to tap into because I think that that's what's happening. I think that's the, the paradigm shift that's happening with a lot of women. And I think the expression of that is at different levels. It's at different, you know, uh, ends of the spectrum. Like you have people who do the most, put their pussy on, you know, on live for $1,000 for Boosie. Cause that's what they feel like doing and putting some milk on that ass versus people who are mad constructive and like discover how they're, you know, clinging to these particular practices and want to, you know, present themselves in a particular way. And I think for the sake of, I don't believe that there, I don't want to definitely give this messaging of like, there's this um, singular right and wrong way. There's just understand the ways and what will then come after those particular expressions. And you got to be okay with that. Cause if that's, your overall intention, the life you're going to live is the life you're going to live by, you know, by any means. But I guess the uh, the last thing that we can end on before we can send, before we send this on is. Um, we when we talk about, you know, all these things. In terms of. Feminine expression online, I think, you know the commodifying it isn't motivated solely by <laughs> just it being the idea. These are ideas of random ass white dudes. Most of the time, um, creating these, <laughs> creating these different ways of like pornography, you know, you know, strip clubs and the only fans, all these different things. They're commodifying things for the male gaze. Cause they know that there's demand for, it, you know, yeah. um, the old one of the, as people say all the time, one of the oldest professions being you know prostitution and all these different things. If you if you need anything, you need the markets, you need a a, a political structure, and you need a, a, a you know a quote unquote brothel for you to have a real true equal and sustainable society. Almost like that is what it feels like. The world has forever told us in terms of history, but in terms of commodifying, I do think. OnlyFans, at least for me, change a lot of my perspectives um, because I see creatives uh, and creators of this particular type of content just sharing shit that's like mad mild. Like it, it doesn't feel as um, it doesn't feel as like when you're watching these things and you watch these documentaries about oh the you know the struggle that these cam girls go through the struggle that some of these earlier you know um porn stars and adult you know film stars go through um because they jump into it so at, at such an early age and the type yeah. of treatment and type of abuse and these type of predatorial things that happen to them um are fucking horrendous and on top yeah. of just being paired with people they don't even know and they don't even understand and they got to now do some type of contractual act that they ultimately end up really not fucking appreciating and, and feeling good about and, and, and at the end of the day not even owning that I put my pussy on on a camera for for three hours for y'all to do whatever you want to do with it and I don't even own that you know what I'm saying 
And I, so I think for me, OnlyFans gave me a glimmer of like, it's a bunch of folks on OnlyFans doing a, so crazy solo content and they're making hella bread from the safety of their homes. They're choosing everything about it. People making content with their actual partners, <laughs> you know, even if their partners are faceless. And if it's like it's all the checks and balances are there for you to create comfortably and from a healthy space and place. Because if you are aligned with whoever this is and you share that, cool. And to me, it felt like a pathway for the uh, the kind of negative aspects for, you know, sex work for it to finally be something that could truly be a pathway for somebody to feel good about this level of expression. But how do you feel about, you know, this particular commodifying <laughs> of sex work in this modern time? Because I think, you know, it's not going anywhere. And if anything, it's going to continuously evolve. But it feels like there's definitely a lot of contention because it's essentially creating so much independence, especially for women. I feel like um, when it comes to just the internet in general, most of the shit, esoterically speaking, is like a form of a ritual. That whether people are aware of it or not, it's there's there's the give and take energy. That's what it's all about, a give and take energy. So I feel like it's going to get to a point where I do feel like she's going to start to get kind of crazy because OnlyFans is probably going to become, I mean, they had forms of um, OnlyFans before where it was like chat roulette. People been, you know, beating their meats on like freaking Omega. <laughs> so it's the shit was already there. It's just getting like monetized. They had, I think it was Chalurat, and it was another one that they, they could easily like get the money. But OnlyFans got really popular because it's like a, the platform and the website is really easy. It's click, click, click. I feel like people might be able to get smarter now once OnlyFans um, um, presses, I don't even want to say presses down, but when they really get into their no more sex work on there people might even start making their own websites and then charging because they have that like i was making my website on wix and like you can charge a monthly plan yeah like charge like 39 40 i think people are gonna probably start doing that but um it's superficial all the shit's superficial it's not soul feeding fucking nobody nobody's learning no life lessons from that Again, I feel like the people who are doing those type of things, I feel like the type of age that we're in, the period that we're in, it's going to force more and more and more and more and more people into uncomfortable positions where they're going to have to start questioning their reality and really questioning why they're doing the stuff that they're going to do. And is it actually of service of them? Some people can be in that fight or flight mode or not survival mode and thrive in it. And that's fine, you know, to each its own. But I feel like luckily there's a lot of people who are um, really finding themselves through these, these journeys. And that is, I feel like that's what it's all about. I'm also getting to a point where it's like, um, I'm really big on like healing. So I think that everybody needs to heal. When I see certain shit, I'm like, that person needs to heal their mother wound. They need to heal their father wound. But realistically, I know it's not gonna be like that. Mm. You have to go through, through the motions. So even if it is through OnlyFans, even if it is going broke or being rich and then going broke again, or being broken and being rich, whatever that 
course of action towards them becoming themselves, I'm just learning that it's just going to go its route. So yeah, yeah, there is negative shit because now people are becoming hackers and shit, being in the home all day, being hackers and shit and learning how to, you know, identify where somebody's IP address is and identify where, where they live. And some shit is getting kind of crazy. Like some, that's what I'm saying. Certain stuff is getting kind of crazy, but like everything else on the internet, there is a yin to the yang. There's a yeah. negative and a positive, and there's a positive and the negative. And that's just fucking life. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, I, I support it. You know, I've, I've supported, I've supported <laughs> and support <laughs> uh, these particular uh, practices. But I think I'll definitely always pull out what feels um like the things I most align with in terms of the type of work it is. It doesn't feel like there's harm here. It doesn't feel like it's like, okay, she seems like everything that she's doing, it feels very intentional. She's speaking about what she does with this money or all these different things. And you don't even have to be that. Like you don't even have to do that. But the fact that you do does make me feel even better to support the work that you put out. But, um, and I'm not even saying everybody should do that. I just think, cause the intention should be with you. Yeah. The intention I, should like be with you first. Mm-hmm. I feel like I appreciate people who are authentic. And I feel like, again, the internet lacks that. You don't know who the fuck you're really, really tuning into. You don't know. People don't really fucking know. Like, that's why when it comes to, like, spiritual workers, even spiritual workers who are on OnlyFans and people who meditate on OnlyFans, you don't know these fucking people. You just know what the fuck they are presenting. But I feel like because some people don't have an eye to see, they're not able to discern like the real from the fake. So they're easily persuaded and they're easily um, taken away from their own soul journey. I feel like, again, when you're like tuning into certain people and you're like, that's what you're feeding your mind on a normal basis. It takes away from you experiencing your own life. So when I tell people, I'm like, okay, I know for me personally, I'm going to have certain services, but I also want people to know what, what what the fuck like who who they're working with mm. I don't know who they're working with I don't want you to just subscribe to my shit and I'm kind of either like regurgitating shit or I'm not being authentic or I'm I'm playing a role yeah. I don't want to have to play a role people think that okay when you become you you're on a platform and essentially you're like selling yourself and then you're selling your product or you're selling your services they think you have to play a certain role like doula a doula, you like your community doula. You can't use profanity. You can't. You gotta watch what you post on the internet. I'm not about to fucking do that. Mm. I'm not about to fucking do that because that's not me. So again, like if I'm gonna be working for myself, you better believe I'm gonna be working for myself, and I'm gonna be authentic to myself and honoring myself because nobody else can honor me if I don't even show that type of respect to myself. So again, yeah. I feel like planting intentions. And the seeds that we end up watering for them to grow. If you want them to grow properly, you got to put that proper intention. Because people like start a business with fear, like maybe I I won't make it, or maybe blah blah blah. And they water those seeds of fear. They're gonna they're gonna it's gonna reflect somehow. It's gonna externalize some some way. That's just gonna externalize, and mm. then they're gonna wonder why. But it's like um, again, everything is intentional. So. I feel like, again, everybody gets um, whatever they get in life. Not to say it's meant to happen, but there's a there's a reason. Like there's a, um, 
what's the saying? There's like a logic to the madness or whatever. There's yeah. Yeah. reasoning to certain shit. Yeah. And whether we have the eye to see it or not, stuff aligns certain ways for reasons. So yeah, um, I believe. I think I think I, I think that's a good a good point to uh, send it on to. And my send it on portion is my call to action segment. And what I want to do is have you tell everyone listening how they can support you, how they can follow you, how they can pour into you whatever you would love for them to pour into you with. Um, yeah, let them know. All right. So my panhandles are Caribbean Duchess. It is topology underscore 101, which is my plant-based pescatarian. It's more so conscious cooking um, meal plans page where I just um, go over different recipes. I have my Roots Inc. Naturals. It's Roots Inc.'s dot naturals that's my other instagram page where i'm going to be setting up my website today my services are going to consist of doula work miscarriage abortion doula post uh, pregnancy um, building labor plans building pregnancy plans birth plans post-pregnancy plans meal plans to help you assist in your pregnancy journey and assisting through that having um different events i'm going to be doing a lot of healing work so that means womb massage services i'm going to be selling yoni steams yoni masks yoni teas um yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of things going on so i'm pretty sure you're gonna put my app in like the little uh, caption, so it's going to be there. Oh yeah, right? all, all things, all all things you just said will be in the uh, description. Of, no matter where awesome. you're listening, um, mm-hmm. uh, for everyone listening, you can. I uh, thank you for listening, um, yeah. and make sure that you follow everything that Bree just uh, gave you, and uh, make sure you tap into all of her businesses as well. And if all those things, if you're in those particular positions, those are the particular experiences that you have, and you want to seek more education and. And um, assistance and healing from that definitely tap in with Bree. Healing, womb healing, thirty day pre tox detox. Hey, all, of that. all that. HPV, herpes, all of that. Come on now. Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah. tap in, tap in, tap in. Um, if you don't know, you should know that you can listen to the Simply King podcast everywhere podcasts are available. Uh, and in all honesty, it's it's been fun. I've been loving it. I've been loving, you know, giving y'all, letting y'all into, you know, the spaces. The question for this question for this week gonna be five too, so I can't wait for y'all to respond to that. Nevertheless, you can follow me everywhere at Kings underscore Memoirs. You can follow the page at Simply King Pod, and you can make sure that you subscribe, 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 review, and rate on all things, all streaming platforms. Um, more content coming soon and I'm getting close to the six year anniversary of this podcast so I appreciate you all for listening and tapping in with the kid Uh, this has been the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans simply being humans I've been Rodney Perry this has been the lovely Bree (laughs) and this has been Simply King peace Put her legs in the sky whenever I pull up She got her clothes off from the walk And she won't waste no time, oh
But I can't be what she wants They all have the same story They all want me to themselves But I'm a jealous The city is my palace What I'ma do? Cause I want she and she and she And they love them some me I ain't the nigga they gon' say bye to I ain't the nigga you gotta lie to I ain't the nigga that you